is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Olivia Clark Silver to the show. Olivia, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on, too. Oh, and I have to tell the audience, you and I have known each other for a while now, so it's such a joy to have you on the show in this capacity. And you're going to talk today about volunteering and how it's impacted your life and your career. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit, for those that don't know you, and we do have an amazing global listening audience, why you started volunteering. Bring us back. How did it all begin? Yeah, um, well, I was newer to Chicago, where I'm, where I'm living, and I wanted to figure out a way to meet people outside of work and also to kind of give back in some way. And so I, 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 I wasn't sure how to do it. You know, it, it, when you live in a big or small city, it's sometimes difficult to, you know, find that new social circle or that new networking circle. And so I, um, my first volunteer opportunity actually was with the um, Indian University Alumni Association. I Yay. went to kind of, I know, <laughs> I know, right? And, and I, I went to a call-out meeting and um, they were just looking for volunteers, people to join their board. And um, it kind of went from there. Awesome. And just so the global audience knows, Olivia and I are both Indiana University alumni, so (laughs) my smile is very wide right now hearing her talk about that experience. So let's drill down even deeper, though. Why do you volunteer? Because for you, it has really become a passion and so much more than just giving back. So talk to me about that. What's it all about for you? Yeah, yeah. It's really been so interesting. Um, yeah, outside of, you know, giving back and helping others, which is obviously the reason to do it, um, it I've, I've just learned so many valuable skills that I've been able to apply in the workforce. Uh, there's there's really no greater thing to do in volunteering than to, to motivate a group of people who are there not because of a salary because they're volunteers, but they're there because of a common cause or passion that they believe in. And so I've really taken from that experience um, many, you know, m- many different skills, um, such as, um, or, you know, organizing a group, setting goals, um, you know, help helping others learn what their skills are. A, a lot of people will raise their hand, but they really don't know what they could bring to the table. And so it's really exciting to kind of figure that out with them. And then it's just, just about motivating each other to kind of stay on task. And all of those things are things that, you know, when we talk about how to be a better employee, those are also things, you you know, you want to learn how to work in a team, how to work together, how to be motivated, you know, even when, you know, there might be outsiders or or people who aren't on the team who are kind of naysayers. And all of those things are things that you can pick up from volunteering. But I didn't realize when I first started volunteering that this is what skills I would gain. Um, You know, I really did just go into it wanting to help others and meet people. And so it's been very valuable in the workforce. And I, I don't know if people always think of it that way or always look at volunteering from from that perspective. And so it's been really helpful for me and I think helpful for other people I know who've, who've started volunteering. That makes me so happy because as a career coach, I agree with you 100%. It is a career-enhancing opportunity. And again, one that you can be very selective about how you serve, right? F- serving community mm-hmm. and yeah. organizations that are really meaningful to you. So what about what, what about balance? You know, that elusive work-life balance. When, mm-hmm. you, when you add that volunteer layer on top of that, sometimes things can get out of whack. So how do you... How do you do all that you do? 
Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's, you know, it's definitely an individual thing, um, depending on what else you've got going on in your life. But for me, um, I, I used it as a way for one to, you know, to turn off the TV and to not be kind yeah. of just, we just sucked into my reality television shows. And so it's, it's been a, it's been a way of in the evenings, um, for me to get out there and meet other people. And it's, you know, it, it's become a sort of a, a networking type of type opportunity too. So I, I see that value as well. And so, um, in order to find the balance, you really have to kind of, I guess, kind of make a list of everything you've got going on in your life and really kind of step back and look at, okay, this is what I've got going on. Where do I have the free time? Uh, I've got friends who are new mothers and it's really difficult because you get home and you want to spend that time with your children. So they find ways to even insert volunteerism at their lunch hour or in the mornings, you know, maybe there's like a networking breakfast that they like to get together with or go to, or, um, you know, a, a lot of these nonprofits do a lot of short luncheons, you know, kind of as, as a way for people, working parents to, to network. I know that, um, IU, for example, they, they started doing a networking breakfast in the mornings at like seven in the morning, which is, which can be very early, but is actually, <laughs> is actually very, um, very good because then you're, you, you get to work by whatever time, but you've already done some sort of volunteering or networking, um, opportunities. So, Really, it's about kind of finding those little holes in your day um, and, 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 and finding that balance. But at the same time, it's also knowing when you've got too much on your plate that maybe it's, it's, not, it's not wrong or bad to walk away from a volunteer opportunity that maybe isn't living up to what you believe it's supposed to live up to or that maybe it's taking too much time, um, more time than you anticipated. Um, there are so many volunteer opportunities that offer once a month op- opportunities quarterly weekly, you know, uh, weekends, it's, it's really just kind of figuring out what you want to do and the amount of time you have. And then, and then insert the volunteer opportunity into that once you understand your schedule. Thank you so much for giving everybody permission to know that they're really designing their volunteer experience. I think some Mm -hmm. people have this misperception, right? That there's so much time involved and there can be, as you said, but you can really customize it based on what you're looking to get out of it. You know, I've seen you grow into significant career leadership roles throughout your professional life in the past several years as well. And I think leadership has a lot to do with that, right? It gives you accountability and responsibility. Do you feel like you've become a better leader because of some of your volunteer work? Oh, definitely. I have a, I have an under, a better understanding of different perspectives um, and how to work with people at different levels, at different years of experience, because all of those types of people come to a volunteer opportunity. I, I've also learned how to, how to motivate people more and to get, you know, when I'm passionate about something, other people are passionate about it. So if you're, if you're wanting to tell, um, you know, someone that you, that's working for you to do a task, but you're not excited about it, or you're like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do this, <laughs> they're, they're not going to get motivated either. And so it's really it's taught me how to also focus and be more goal oriented too as a leader, it, because when you're working for a nonprofit, there's this tendency to want to just save the world mm. and do you know do everything you can. That's not possible. So it's 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 good to have a few focused goals or taking one step at a time. And I, I use that in, in my job and, and and as a leader too, because it can be you can be like, okay, let's get to the finish line. But wait, you know, we have all these steps to get there. And I think volunteering has has taught me that for sure. 
So let's pull apart some of those baby steps because I can hear the passion in your voice. It's it's palpable and it's just mm-hmm. exciting to hear. Mm-hmm. But what about the person listening that says, okay, I get it. I want to do it. But where do I even start? So for example, you were volunteering at a, at a poor school in a parish on the south side of Chicago. Extraordinary. How did you, how did you find this school, for example? And, and how did you get involved? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's all kind of came about through a friend of a friend. Um, I, I met the um, pastor over there who's a leader and he, he got me excited about what he's at, what he's doing and the people he's working with. And so I kind of took a chance and I started small. I, I remember I volunteered at the Thanksgiving food pantry drive, food drive. And it was, you know, just to kind of see, um, because I guess as a first step, I really recommend that you kind of go check it out, yeah. check out the organization or the group or the nonprofit and, and start small. You just kind of go and you'll volunteer or even just sit on the sidelines for a little bit to see because not everybody is interested in the same thing or what you think it's going to be, it may not be. And so when I went to the food pantry and to the school, I, I started small and I realized that this was something I was passionate about and it was something that I, I, I liked the people and I wanted to help. And at the same time, I knew I had, I had some skills that they were missing. And I think that's another thing to think about is kind of, you know, think about in your, your, in your, in the workplace or what you do at work, what skills you bring every day to work and see if maybe some of those skills can be utilized at a nonprofit. For, for me, it was uh, social media and communications. Uh, that was something that um, often nonprofits don't have. So I was able to, to put that to use at the food pantry and the school to kind of um, spread the word about the good things that they're doing there. And so I definitely recommend, you know, um, I mentioned earlier making that list of, you know, what what do you want to get out of this? Is it, is it about feeding the homeless or is it about um, teaching kids how to read or is it about like a big brother, big sister relationship? And then I, I recommend kind of reaching out to the organization and see what needs they have and be open to kind of whatever they they need help with. Uh, that's another thing I've, I've found that's been really successful is to just be open minded about this, about every opportunity because you can't come in there and say, well, this is what I think you should be doing. You really need to kind of see what they need you to do. And so that's what I've tried to do is just see where I could I could fill the holes. And that's where I found the most success and found it to be the most rewarding. Oh, that's but I always, exciting. Yeah. And I, I, just, I just always recommend starting small and then working up to what, you, what you're comfortable with. And and it doesn't have to be huge because a lot of times you think, well, what what good is this small project doing? And, and what I've learned from that, experience on the south side of Chicago is that every little thing helps in some way and it it may seem small but it's part of a larger picture or a larger goal beautifully put you know I'm so grateful that you mentioned think about what skills you have to bring to the table I'd also dovetail and I'd like to get your take on this I've seen people develop new skills that they might Mm -hmm. not have that they can then use in in their career I remember when I first started volunteering um, I was tasked with development and fundraising which was Mm -hmm. not in my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and it became a wonderful way for me to, to develop a new skill and to learning about budgeting and finances which which wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily in my bag of tricks. So it's a great way to expand upon that. Have you added some new things to your professional skills? Yes, definitely. I, I, um, I had never put on an event like by myself or in all the things that go into it, yeah. like ordering food and, and trying to figure out, you know, what the most money, the most things you can get for, for the greatest value. So, you know, what's, 
you know, this space has this, but it doesn't have that, or just kind of looking at contracts. And that was completely foreign to me. And I, and I, when I did my first event, I kind of went in with like, with like, okay, let's just give it a shot and see, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a smart person. I should be able to figure this out. And, (laughs) and so, and, and then I also, you know, leaned out people who've done it before. And so that really developed skills, which I then used in my job to, to host workshops and speaking events and just different things like that. I, I could put that on my resume that I know how to plan an event from start to finish. I know how to send out the invitations and use Eventbrite and things like that. But those are all things I'd never done before. And they really weren't part of what I would typically do. And it's, it's brought greater value to the workplace for me because I can bring those things to the table. And so, yeah, I, for me, I think the secret is just like not being afraid to give it a try and to be outside your comfort zone. And in the end, you know, it, since it is a volunteer opportunity, there is a little bit more leeway for, for an event to go a different way or something to happen in a new creative situation. What a great story. You work a lot with teams and, and collaborating. Has this empowered you differently in your career, how you, how you navigate relationships with colleagues, for example? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I just really like meeting new people. And I think initially, I mean, if, if someone were to meet me back in high school, I was a very quiet person. I was very, I was, you know, I, I would usually sit in the back of the room. But the volunteering has really encouraged me to not be that person. And it's really encouraged me to to, you know, raise my hand to try new things, but also just to meet new people. And I think that that's really helped me in the workplace, too, because I'm I'm not afraid to, you know, talk to someone who may be higher in rank than me or or to collaborate with someone who's fresh out of college, because I've done that in my volunteering and it's it's it hasn't been a big deal. In the workplace, it, it, you tend to kind of work with people who are all of one type of experience level or maybe you're at your same level. And so in volunteering, you, you don't do that. You work with whoever you got on the team. And so I've taken that into the workplace where I just really enjoy working with people of all levels it, because everybody brings this like different perspective and, this, and, and new ideas. And it's just all part of the whole collaboration to kind of get to the greater goal. And so I've really enjoyed that and I and I took that from volunteering. Oh, that's awesome. So some people listening are saying, "Okay, I'm interested. I'm I'm intrigued. Tell me more." But I hear often people are panicked, thinking, "But what about the financial requirement? You know, do mm-hmm. I have to write a check?" So help dispel some of those fears that might be stopping people from from getting involved. Yes, I, that was a concern for me because there are certain boards that you know, junior boards or, or more senior boards where the main goal and the main reason you're on that board is to raise money. Mm-hmm. And that can be daunting and intimidating. And so I would recommend if there's, you, you, once you figure out what organizations or what type of organizations you're interested in being part of, to kind of ask that question straightforwardly. Ask them what the requirement is. But I can tell you that there are so many volunteer opportunities where you don't have to raise a dollar, that mostly they need you kind of to, to be just the worker bee, to be the person who maybe sets up the event or who helps helps walk the dogs at the Humane Society or just really someone there to kind of do the labor while there are other people who are raising the money or who, do, who, are, who are working in development. So really, I, that's, that's something you shouldn't be worried about if, that, if that's not something you want to do. It's really about just asking the questions up front and also just letting them know what you're interested in doing. And so they will find a place for you because 
a good or a good nonprofit or a good organization never turns a volunteer away. They find a place for you. So it's definitely just about being honest and straightforward with those who are organizing these events or organizations. Excellent point. You know, there's a there's an old phrase, you can give of your time, talent or treasure, and you don't mm-hmm. have to give all of them at once, right? So there are ways to stagger that. So thank you for that. I know that that is a, a mental hurdle for some. So again, the passion in your voice is just palpable, which I love. Any stories about volunteer experiences in particular, maybe one that just just makes you so happy to reflect on and has really changed your life for the better? Yeah, I um. So as you mentioned earlier, I volunteer on on the South side at the school and in the food pantry. And this was kind of different in that I kind of raised my hand and I I came into, it wasn't an organization that was already doing something. It was, it was about trying to figure out ways to um, fill the holes that they had. And so I I noticed or I'd heard about at the school that a lot of the kids don't get to see or experience new things because they, they don't travel outside of their community. And so I came up with this idea to create this art mentorship program where artists would volunteer their time for uh, for a couple hours to teach students about their, their their craft and their art project and then to kind of show them another perspective or another possible future job. And it worked out really well this past school year where um, we had a, an artist a month come visit. And, you know, everybody from like the Joffrey Ballet to wow. uh, to some um, T-shirt artists. Who came in, and and we, and we had a potter who who came in. It just, and the kids just to, to see the way their faces lit up was just extremely motivating, exciting, and truly, it was just about me cold calling artists. Like, what would I be interested in seeing if I was a student? And then and asking them. And it's it's amazing how giving people are of their time. Um, they, and everybody I, I reached out to, they said, sure, I'm in. Just tell me when and, and, and what I need to do. And oftentimes they walked away just as moved and changed as the students did. And so it was just felt really good. And I, I, have, I just have this real belief that, that we can bring people together through volunteering. And I felt like it came true in, in, in this experience where people, everybody felt good at the end and, and, and we were helping students. And the whole event and um, the whole year uh, culminated with a, an art auction. So each of the artists donated a piece of their art. And then we raised some money that can go back to the school um, for field trips and other experiences like that. So overall, it was just a wonderful experience and really taught me that you can't be afraid to just ask people, um, you know, if they want to get involved. And I think, you know, that seems to be kind of a thread throughout this whole conversation we're having is that just not being afraid to raise your hand, not being afraid to ask people what they need and and, and to take a shot. And if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I mean, that's the best thing about volunteering. It's not a job. You're not going to lose your job. It's, it, it's a chance to really to come out of your comfort zone and help others, which I find rewarding. Well, you are an inspiration, my dear. Anything exciting coming down the path in your volunteer world? Well, I mean, right now I'm just kind of focusing. Um, I, um, I'm a cancer survivor. And so I, I started a, a, a blog and site called Humor Beats Cancer. And so um, uh, people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s across the world um, share funny stories from their cancer journey. And it's been going so well. So I'm going to be working on that a little bit and seeing if I can turn that into um, you know, something bigger and, and, and maybe a chance to bring people together um, because because humor is also a, a good source of medicine and just kind of makes it creates that sense of empathy. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now. 
And Olivia, tell us how we can find Humor Beats Cancer. I will tell you, I have been following your journey from the beginning, and it's been such a joy to hear you be real and humor-filled and inspirational and motivational to other people. It is an extraordinary resource. How can our listeners find you online? Oh, sure. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. Um, yeah, it, it can be found at, um, at www.humorbeatscancer.com. And so it's Humor Beats Cancer. And it's, it, it, it's a great site. Um, and we're always looking for more stories. And um, I, you know, I, I welcome everybody to check it out. Awesome. And you're also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So definitely find Olivia Clark Silver. Olivia, what a joy. It is just such a pleasure and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you for all that you do and for inspiring the millions of people listening. You are phenomenal. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, I, and I'm, I'm just so honored to be a part of, of this. So thank you so much. Hey, you're absolutely welcome. And to all of you listening, if you like the show, subscribe so you can listen to us all the time. We're on iTunes or SoundCloud or even better, leave us a review and let us know what you'd like to hear about so we can address it on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins or send me an email caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com and i want to give a shout out to my extraordinary podcast colleagues laura deck our executive director of publicity and communications and claire mcinerney our executive producer without whom this podcast would not be possible thank you ladies you are awesome olivia take good care and thanks again for being on the show Music.